Hey friends, this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn. I got my partner alongside of me. Hi, my name is Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here on the Channel 21 conference line. Yeah, we've got a program tonight that we recorded on our conference line, and we're going to invite you to come join us every week on Thursday nights on our conference line, and you can hear messages like this one that you're going to listen to on tonight's program. What time does it start, Gary? Well, let's see. If we're East Coast, it'll be 6 p.m. on Thursday nights. Central time, where we're located, it's 5 p.m. Rocky Mountain time is 4 p.m. What about that West Coast out there? You mean California, eh? Yeah. That'd be 3 p.m. Yeah, we've got a couple of great chaplains out there in California, and they tune in at 3 p.m. every Thursday and join us right here on our conference line. Now, what's that phone number? The phone number is 727-731-5062. That is 727-731-5062. Thursday nights at 6 p.m. and no access code needed. So you're invited to join us each week right here on Channel 21 Ministries conference line. up driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels lord that's a lonely sound i spend all day chasing that old white line i've been on the road so long i've lost track of time now it don't matter where i'm going i just gotta drive i have the white line fever to the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two crumb stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day that I die I said hey Praise the Lord, Fred. Merry Christmas, Fred, and Merry Christmas to all of our listeners out there. And I want to wish them a Merry Christmas and even a Happy New Year. Yes, we're looking forward to this next year. God is raising us up to new levels, and we're excited about our Lonesome Road TV. Lonesome Road TV. Yeah, can you imagine? I'm still trying to let that soak in, (laughs) Lonesome Road TV. Oh, boy. But uh, we wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Matter of fact, we even got a Christmas message today by my partner, Fred Mooney. 
And it's called the greatest gift. And God was the greatest giver in his gift of Jesus Christ to us. Amen. Amen. We're going to have that message. You preached that on our conference line. And we've got some great music on our program today before the message. And this is by our good friend, Roger Barkley. Barkley Jr. Roger Barkley Jr. And uh, he's got a great Christmas album out called Follow That Star. I love that song, Follow That Star. That's a great song, and hey, let's just put it on then. Here is Roger Barkley Jr., Follow That Star. The angels came down, the wise men rejoiced. And praise to God on high For this baby born In search of the King That first Christmas day Led by the star of Bethlehem It still lights our way Follow that star Just about too much With so much to do Sometimes we lose sight Of the gift that heaven sent God's eternal life So follow that And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to all men. Follow that star wherever it leads. Shining bright, it's the only guide you Just keep the faith When the road gets dark Don't be afraid Love lights the way Follow that star Don't be afraid Love lights the way Just follow that star That is Roger Barkley Jr. and his wife Diana was on that song. And what a great album they have. It's called Follow That Star. They've got 
15 songs on this album. That's a bargain, 15 songs. 15 songs. And you know what? They could probably order this CD, this Christmas CD, off of Roger Barkley's website. You know what his website is? No, I don't. Tell me. It's rogerbarkleyjr.com. Boy, that's easy. It is easy. Or another easy way to contact Roger is call him. He'd love to hear from you. His phone number is 502-382-8299. We ought to play another song off of this CD for our listeners out there because it is Christmas time. I really love his song, Christmas Time in the Stable. I tell you, it's a little different. It's kind of got a bluesy, 12-bar blues feel to it with a little different intro, but it is perfect. Here it is, Christmas Time in the Stables, off of Roger Barkley Jr.'s CD, Follow That Star. Some frankincense, some myrrh, and some gold. Christmas time in a stable, and the snow is falling on the ground. Yeah, he slept in a little manger, as all the angels were gathered round. Yeah, the angels were gathered round. friends that is roger barkley jr and hey he is one of our chaplains here at channel 21 ministries lonesome road ministries he is a big part of what we're doing right here at lonesome road ministry radio tv cd podcast roger barkley media he has a great ministry himself and he has partnered with us to make sure that our radio station and our now, our TV station is getting out all over the country. Thank God for Roger. He is a very talented individual. That's what we're going to do with this message that we're going to share with you right now. It's off of our conference line. Fred Mooney brought the message to our chaplains, and now we're sending it out all over the world thanks to the help of Roger Barkley, Jr. So here is my partner, Fred Mooney. I want to thank everyone, and uh, to get started off here, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. All Chaplain 21 ministers and anybody that's listening and Lonesome Road, I tell you, I feel 
honored and humbled to be asked to speak here tonight. And tonight, if I was to, if I was to give this uh, message a title, I'd call it the greatest gift ever. You know, uh, Gary, I posted a question on Facebook the other day on my feed, and I asked, what was the greatest gift you ever received? I had 29 replies, 16 said eternal life, one said a complete DVD set of MASH, the TV show, another one said he got a car when he was hard up, another one Christian parents, a special photo, the gift of being an artist, my dad being proud of me, two said my kids, another lady said a church bringing presents. Uh, another one said a Bible and grandkids. Those are all great answers, but there's really a, one greatest gift that we received as Christians, and that is the gift of Jesus Christ. You know, 16 out of 29 said the gift of eternal life. That's roughly 55%. And I want to ask you something. Can anything on God's green earth compare with eternal life with Jesus Christ in heaven? I don't think so. You know, many people think gift-giving started with the wise men when they brought gifts to baby Jesus. But it was God who gave the first Christmas gift. I would like to look at what I consider one of the most important verses in the Bible. And that is John 3.16, very well-known verse. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you would, I want you to circle the G in God, and the O in only, and the S in Son, and the P in perish, and the E in everlasting, and the L in life. And you have the word gospel. Yes, you've got the good news of the Bible in one sentence. Now, I'm not a big football fan. But I understand, thanks to Tim Tebow, that on January the 10th, 2012, the term John 3.16 was Googled more than 90 million times. When he was asked about this, his reply was, I cannot believe that 90 million people in the United States did not know what John 3.16 was. And I've got to agree with him there. But let's examine this verse just a little closer. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting lives. You know, this verse has only got 25 words in it. The central theme is Son. The first 13 words is about God and what He's doing for us, and the last 12 is what we need to do. Let's look at the first couple of words. It says, For God so loved. You know, God's love is the greatest love. But you know what the problem with the word love is? We've only got one word for love in the English language. And we say, like I say, I love McDonald's french fries. But I'll say, say I love Miss Kitty. Now, I believe I love my wife a lot more than I love french fries. And I believe I love Jesus Christ a lot more. But we've only got one word for it. But you know, the Greeks, they had four words for love. The first one was euros, which is romantic love, man to a woman. The second one was storage, which is family love, brotherly and sisterly love. And the third was phyla, where we get the word Philadelphia, which meant friendship. And the fourth and the most important and this is the type of love that God's talking about in John 3.16, is agape love. This is unconditional. God's love for us is unconditional. 
You know, another thing about God's love is it's universal. You know, the world, since time, they believe there's been 106 billion people have lived, and God loved them all. In Psalms 145 and 9, it says, The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are all over His works. You know, God's love is unconditional. In Romans 8 and 39, it states, Nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. Jesus our Lord. Think about that for a minute. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that can separate you from the love of God. God's love is also multidimensional. In Ephesians 3, 18 through 19 says, May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. How long is God's love? Well, I can tell you this from my own personal experience. You cannot outrun the love of God. I know I've tried it. How long is God love? In Psalms 139 and 8, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. God's love is multidimensional. It is high, wide, and long, and deep. You know, God made the greatest sacrifice, His Son. If you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. Colossians 1.15, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. In John 14 and 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? God so loved the world. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. On the first day of Christmas, God gave the greatest gift of all. He gave his Son. The word given is derived from give, which has a root in the noun gift. The theme of giving is prominent in scripture, and such words as gift, give, gave, etc. appear more than 2,000 times. Jesus Christ was God's Christmas gift, and you know God never gives anything but the best, the very best. The Bible says in James 1.17, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. He gave his son to die on a cross so you could have your past forgiven, peace with God, a purpose for living, and a home in heaven. Jesus is the original, perfect, personal, indescribable Christmas gift. And the amazing thing is that not only we're able to receive this gift, but we're able to share it with others. And that's what Christmas is all about. Jesus is the reason for the season. I would like to expound on that a little bit in Matthew 18, chapter, in Matthew 1, verse 18 through 23. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, come about. His mother Mary was pledged to marry Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. 
Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. Do you know there's over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about the coming of Christ. Fulfillment of prophecy is one of the greatest proofs of the deity of Jesus Christ. 700 years before the birth of Christ, the prophet said in Isaiah, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That prophecy was fulfilled in the words of that blessed text. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In Philippians 2.7 it says, But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Beyond stepping down from the glorious form of God to the humble form of a human slave, the King of Heaven took on the likeness of sinful man and become obedient even to the death, death of the cross. In His way, God graciously showed His great love for us by giving us His Son to be the propitiation of our sins. I want to stop for a minute and talk about that 50 cent word I just tried to say, propitiation. Do you know what that means? That means redeemed. You know, when I was in the Navy, I used to have a little pinky ring that had a diamond in it. And after about a week from payday, I'd be broke, so I'd take that ring up to the pawn shop, and the pawnbroker would give me $50 and a pawn ticket. And I'd give him that ring. And then payday, I'd go and I'd redeem that ring. I'd give him his $50 plus interest and I'd get my ring back. Well, you know, that's what Christ did for us. He paid a debt he didn't owe for a debt that we could not pay. Sinners are pictured in the Bible as lost sheep. The scriptures say, all we like sheep have gone astray. How wonderful at this blessed Christmas season to think that the greatest gift was given indescribably. We didn't ask for it, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Salvation is not an afterthought with God. The Bible says concerning Jesus, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, this is why Apostle Paul wrote, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16 If it weren't for God's grace and love, we would have nothing. The air we breathe is a gift of God's love and care. The fact that our hearts are beating is a gift of God's generosity. Every good thing in your life, including your life, is a gift of God's steadfast love. But God's greatest act of love came on the very first Christmas when he gave us Jesus. Clearly the greatest gift of all gifts was when God himself gave himself for the lost and undeserving world. Because it revealed the greatest grace and love met the greatest need, and had the greatest scope and purpose of any gift that could possibly be conceived in the heart of God.
Such a gift from God is abundantly sufficient to provide salvation and eternal life for the whole world. The Godhead came to dwell with men, soothe our pain and save our soul, to bear up our sins and to make us heirs with him. A perfect gift wrapped in such simplicity that the world cannot comprehend it. This gift is Jesus, the babe in the manger, the savior of the world. The book of Hebrews says, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Jesus is God's perfect gift to us, and he brought the promise of unconditional love, unyielding hope, eternal life, to every person who believes in him. The perfect gift is the reason we celebrate Christ's birth on Christmas Day. Its profound sufficiency was best summarized by Apostle Paul with deep gratitude for this gift. He wrote, Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. But a gift only becomes a gift when it's accepted. Receiving Christ involves turning to God from self, repentance, and trusting Christ to come into our lives to forgive our sins and to make us what he wants us to be. To receive a gift, you have to accept it. If you've ever noticed in these churches, especially the old churches, There'll be a picture of Christ at a door. And one thing I've noticed in these pictures, there's no doorknob on the side of where Christ is standing. That's because you're the one that has to open that door. In closing, I would like to share one more story with you. And it's about a farmer and some geese and a snowstorm. Me being a bird man, I always like illustrations that have birds in it. There once was a man who did not believe in either the virgin birth of Christ or the spiritual meaning behind it, and was skeptical even about God. He and his family lived in a farm community. His wife was a devout believer and diligently raised her children in their faith. He sometimes gave her a hard time about her belief and mocked her religious observances. It's all nonsense. Why would God lower himself to become a human like us? It's such a ridiculous story. One snowy day, she and the children left for church while he stayed home. They had departed, the winds grew stronger, and the snow turned into a blinding snowstorm. He sat down to relax before a fire for the evening. Then he heard a loud thump, something hitting against the window, and still another thud. He looked outside but could not see anything. So he ventured outside for a better view. In the field near his house, he saw of all the strangest things, a flock of geese were apparently flying to look for a warmer area down south, but they had been caught in the snowstorm. The storm had become too blinding and violent for the geese to fly or see their way. They were stranded on his farm with no food or shelter, unable to do no more than flutter their wings and fly in aimless circles. He had compassion for them and wanted to help them. He thought to himself, the barn would be an excellent place for them to stay. It's warm and safe. Surely they could spend the night and wait out the storm. So he opened the barn doors for them. He waited, watching them, hoping they would notice the open barn and go inside. Nevertheless, they did not notice the barn or realize what it could mean for them. They moved closer to them. He moved closer to them to get their attention. But they just moved away from him out of fear. He went into the house and came back with some bread. He broke it up and made a bread trail 
all the way to the barn. They still did not catch on. Starting to get frustrated, he went over and tried to shoo them towards the barn. They panicked and scattered in every direction except towards the barn. Nothing he could do could get them to go into the barn where there was warmth, safety, and shelter. Feeling totally frustrated, he exclaimed, Why don't they follow me? Can't they see this is the only place where they can survive the storm? How can I possibly get them into the one place to save them? He thought for a moment and realized that they would not follow a human. He said to himself, how can I possibly save them? The only way would be for me to become like those geese. If I could only become like one of them, I could save them. They would follow me, and I would lead them to safety. At that moment, he considered what he had said. The words reverberated in his mind. If I could only become like one of them, then I could save them. If I could only become like one of them, then I could save them. Then at last he understood God's heart towards mankind. He fell on his knees and accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And I want you to know, friend, if you're like those geese, if you're as lost as a geese in a snowstorm, and that's the way I was when I cried out to Jesus. That there's a Savior there waiting for you. And I want to give you a challenge for this next year. We're approaching 2024 pretty soon. Chaplains, I'd like to see everybody lead one to Christ. If everybody would just lead one next year to Christ, our numbers would double. And I know you guys are doing great work and you're on the front lines and I appreciate you so much. And once again, I want you all to have a very Merry Christmas. I want you to know that I love Christmas. Sometimes I don't love the inconvenience of it. At Christmas time, my house becomes a warehouse. There's boxes everywhere and my wife, she's a real artist with the lights and everything. But the reason why I love Christmas is the fact we get to celebrate baby Jesus. We get to celebrate, that's, this is our Christian holiday, and we get to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And with that, I'm gonna turn it over to my partner, Gary, and let him take over. All right, Fred, I appreciate you, appreciate the message. What a great message, I'll tell you. The, the way you put all that together is, is just, I mean, it's just like it flowed really well. You must have put a lot of time into this message. I do a lot of research for, for any message I, I bring forth. And first and foremost, I try to get all my scriptures together first. But I want to say thank you to all the chaplains for all their fine comments and everything. And believe me, I am nothing special. I'm just a guy that said, God, use me. And I thank you so much for this opportunity to bring this message. And I want people to get it that God is the greatest giver. He give us the greatest gift in Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, that's so true. Well, you had a lot of uh, good points in this message, a lot of uh, uh, great stories, uh, Tim Tebow and, and the bird story. Uh, I know you use that bird story in your uh, bird shows a lot. Yes, I do, it's, it's a little different, but uh, uh, that is a great story, and the first time I ever heard that, uh, give credit where credit's due. Uh, par Paul Harvey told it. Yeah, I remember Paul Harvey telling that, and I remember our pastor Mark Shell using that in a message one time. And then since that time, I've used it on several different uh, our programs, and I kind of twisted it a little bit and made it a truck driver sitting in his living room, and he had his old Peterbilt sitting out in the barn. But it's a great message, you know. The methods change, but the message stays the same. You know, Mark Shell told me, and he loved to use illustrations, and he had some of the best illustrations I ever heard. But he told me one time, an illustration is a window to the sermon. 
Amen. Ain't that the truth? Why don't we put on another song by Roger Barkley Jr. off of this uh, Christmas CD of his? You know, one one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time is Silent Night. Yeah. Here's Roger Barkley Jr. what's going on in your life, but Jesus does. And he is the king that you need to bring your problems to. And you can do that right now. And it's as easy as A, B, C. Isn't it, Fred? Salvation is just that easy. A, B, C. First of all, admit that you are a sinner. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And B, you need to believe in Jesus. And in John 3.16, we all know this verse, but let me go ahead and read it to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, if you did A and B, that you've admitted you're a sinner and you've believed upon Jesus Christ, the next you need to confess him as your Lord 
And that's found in Romans 10 and 9. Yeah, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And it's just that easy, A, B, C. Yeah, Romans ten thirteen says, For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love that word, whosoever. Me too. I'm a whosoever, and, and I'm glad I am. And you, my friend, are a whosoever, and God is calling you today to come to him and confess and believe and he will save you every time. You may be a Christian and you may have tons of problems, but God still wants to, you to load those problems on him. So if you prayed that prayer. Give us a call at yeah. 618-383-2107. Yeah, you can call me or text me on that number or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Let us help you with your walk with Christ. We want to send you a Bible. We want to send you testimony books. We want to send you CDs. We want to send you podcast cards that will help you as you travel that old lonesome road. Christmas time Christmas in Dixie It's snowing in the pines Merry Christmas from Dixie And everyone tonight And from me and all my family Christmas to all you 
friends and family out there on that old lonesome road. We want to wish you a merry, merry Christmas. And uh, we're looking forward to 2024, ain't we, Fred? Yes, we are. I myself want to wish you a merry Christmas and a prosperous new year. Yeah, and we're going to have one more song off of Roger Barkley CD, Follow That Star. We want to dedicate this to all you drivers out there on that old lonesome road. It's called Daystar. Listen to the lyrics of this song. Let your sweet aroma fill my life. Rose a share and show me how to walk in beauty in God's sight. Fairy stop. Make me a reflection of your light. Day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the
shine down on me Let your love shine through me in the night Jesus shine down on me Let your love shine through Fred, I want to thank you again for the message that you brought on our conference line. I wanted to add one thing. When I talked about how I put so much work into it, the main thing is it has to be bathed in prayer and the Holy Spirit. And I want to thank Cliff Clark and the Major for praying for me. Uh, these guys pray for me when, when I uh, preach these messages on the conference line. And without people praying for you, I just don't know how I'd do it. And I want to thank everybody for giving me the time and the attention to listen to it. And once again, I want to, to remind you that God is the perfect giver. He gave us the greatest gift of all, His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. And we are praying for you. And, and God loves you, and we love we, you too. too. We'll, we'll talk, talk at, at you later. later. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree those 18 wheels are rolling down that old lonesome road and I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past But I called his name This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery 
At the foot of the tree 